The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. Oh my, the presence of the Lord is Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. Somebody, I want you to lift up your hand and shout, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Come on, scream it. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And I want you to put your hand on your chest and say, I am a son or a daughter of God. I am a son of God. And if you're a woman, just say, I am a daughter of God. Stop calling living people dead. Oh, my father died 10 years ago. No! He has joined the people we call the spirits of just men made perfect. Your father went to be with the Lord. That is a good word. In the Old Testament, even in the Old Testament, Pastor Mike, the Bible said, it was time for Jacob to be gathered unto his fathers. Angiani spirit, solo, Angiani spirit, the and because of funeral donation we will organize these funerals and cry one funeral in america one funeral in kumasi one funeral in navrongo one funeral in ketekrachi from town to town we are using it to collect funeral donations and then after that, you cry for 20 years to be able to get sympathy from people. But I'm telling you, the last time I checked, when your relative went to America, you didn't mourn. When your relative went to even China, you didn't mourn for 20 years. Your relative left you and went to heaven. Look at the way you are crying. And the way you are crying is because the death has exposed you. That you have no faith. You don't know God the way you claim to know him. And I know somebody saying, eh, the way he's even talking, I don't think he understands my pain. Listen to me. I lost two children in one day. Six people. Not just two biological children. Six. And the reason I'm standing like this is because my hope is not in only this world. Because if in only this world we have hope, then we are of all men most miserable. I remember the people are lost. I feel a certain amount of pain. Once in a while it comes to you and it will bite you. But the important thing is that it is, enough, it is not enough to stop you. Because you know what? Your hope is beyond the circumstances. Your hope is beyond the circumstances. Immortality. But I'm talking about you right now. Somebody may even fall sick and die. But when you die you are not dead. 
That is why you see, death should not be the thing that is carrying you. You see, death should not be the thing that is running your life. The fear of death. I'm afraid I'm going to die. No, three forces of, of, of divinity or three forces of God or three powers of God or three attributes of the sons of God. Number one, invincibility. Number two, impregnability. Number three, immortality. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. Hebrews 11 4. I just want to draw your attention to immortality. Hebrews 11 4. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained the witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh <laughs> oh this is scripture by faith Abel offered a more sacrifice excellent sacrifice today I was, I was just reminding myself that you know what before the sacrifice before God told Abel and Cain to bring sacrifice we are not told what kind of children they were Nana, we don't know whether Abel was a kobolo or Cain was a kobolo. In fact, we are not told that Cain was a kobolo. In fact, Cain was a hunter. So it is even likely that character-wise, maybe he was even better than Abel. Abel looked like some small child in the house, like the way Jacob was, Jacob compared to Esau. So we, we don't know how they were. But one day, suddenly, they had to make a sacrifice unto God. And Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. That is why you have to be careful about the sacrifices God is asking you to make. The sacrifices God is asking you to make. I was telling mommy yesterday, I said, Pearl, when I finished the meeting, I was tired. I was anointing, I was going to do the anointing service. And because of the way I preach, and it was so powerful, preaching with a lot of energy, the Lord now told me, anoint the position around every chair. And I looked on the ground here, I looked upstairs, I said, hey! God, what did I go do now? I started anointing. I told mommy, I said, I had to do it and go through this door and climb upstairs. And when I was even climbing upstairs, because the people didn't know I would come upstairs, the light on the steps were off. I put my hand on the rail and I pushed myself up in the darkness to go and anoint the chest up there. I finished the meeting. The salt in the water was left. The Lord told me, take this salt home and wash the feet of your wife. So I told them, make sure you don't, carry, you don't throw this salt water away. They packed it in the car. I took it home. In spite of the tired body, I sat down and I washed mommy's feet with the water before I went and washed them. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? There is no room in the kingdom for people who cannot make sacrifice. So I see sometimes people, so, some complain about offering, some complain about giving. God is asking people to give their lives to him and they are, they are running away. No, I went into full-time ministry at the age of 27. No, 28. 28, I was in full-time ministry. 
I had the opportunity to be the pharmacist in charge of Bogatanga Hospital. As a matter of fact, at the time I went into full-time ministry, I was the acting pharmacist in charge. I passed my professional exam, looked at everything. I took the keys and gave it to the regional pharmacist, Mr. Fred Ananga. I said, Uncle Fred, I can't go. I can't do it. He said, why? I said, God is calling me to the ministry. God is calling me to the ministry. I'm going to work in the ministry. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I'm going to be moving from village to village preaching. And that was it. That was it. And I left. It was a sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you think you are more righteous than other people. And I like that people who sometimes have made no sacrifice to God and they sit down and complain and I'm saying, or oh, so for a, a, a young person, yeah, sorry, or say, or so for, and I'm for sorry, or so for, and I'm on churches, and I'm on to offering, and I'm on to say, say, You have no idea, people. It is sacrifices we are making. Sacrifices. My wife came into Boga, made sacrifice. That's for Mama Rosemont. I cannot count a sacrifice. Oh. Pastor Mike, my me teach you Zamstek. Zamstek is a second school just around here. See, teaching in that school, and that was the money we were using to feed our house because my salary was one CD. That was all the church could give me in the beginning. At first, in the beginning, there was no church. Church started, all they could give me was one CD. And my wife, even in pregnancy, will have to walk from Oka Block and find herself in, in, in what is the name? In, 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 in Zamsi to go and teach. That was the kind of misery we found ourselves in frustration but it was a sacrifice you have to make and many times God is calling us to make sacrifices now look at Abel and Cain by faith Abel offered a more Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain I want to ask you as a child what kind of sacrifices are you doing Oh, I'm a child of God. I am a member of this church. Oh, you know, brothers, I'm one of the people who have been following you online very faithfully. What sacrifices do you make? What sacrifices do you make? I can give you sacrifice upon sacrifice. Sacrifice upon sacrifice. Sacrifice upon sacrifice. I stayed in my own house. Mommy stayed in her own house after 25 years in the ministry. Because up to 25 years in the ministry, we're still renting a house. Sacrifice. Abel offered a more sacrifice. You see, I know you don't fornicate. I know you don't smoke. I know you don't drink. I know you don't commit abortion. I know you don't gossip. But let me ask you, what sacrifices have you put on God's altar? What sacrifice have you put on God's altar? As far as I'm concerned, the last time the Lord told you to make a sacrifice, you disobeyed him. Look at the man called Saul. God talked to Saul about, Samuel talked to Saul about sacrifices. But the last time he went, the man disobeyed. And when he saw Samuel, he was trying to pretend like this is my spiritual father. He said, Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. He said, you know what? You are doing something that looks like a sacrifice, but it is not a complete sacrifice. You know what? Any sacrifice you give to God, that is not up to what he really wanted you to do, is disobedience. I wanted a sacrifice, but you undergave. You are like Ananias and you are like Sapphira. What I wanted is not exactly what you gave to me. You changed it. But Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than 
Cain. It means that Cain gave a sacrifice, but it was not an excellent sacrifice. Then the Bible said, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Pastor Mike, sacrifices can be considered to be righteousness. You know what, people? You don't fornicate. I agree. You don't drink alcohol. I agree. You don't smoke. But let me find out. What does the kingdom of God benefit from you're not fornicating, you're not smoking, and you're not stealing? Most of those things you are not doing. The truth is that you are not doing it because you are afraid you'll be caught. Because if nobody will catch you, you will do it. The other thing is that you are afraid if you do it, you may fall sick. Or something evil will happen to you. That is not what, that's why you are not doing it. You are not doing it not because you love God. No, the thing that shows your love for God is the sacrifices you make. I'm not preaching to somebody at all. He said so. He obtained a more, he obtained a witness that he was righteous. You know, the sacrifices you make in the house of God tell you about your love for God. About your love for God. When they said the churches were open. Oh, oh, some people told themselves, even if I'll crawl into church, I will go. You know what, people? When David lost Bathsheba's son, or Bathsheba's child, and he recovered, he went and bathed and ate, and the next thing he did, he went to thank God. He went to God's house. And when you go into God's house, you make sacrifices. He said the sacrifice was the sacrifices was accounted for righteousness. He said Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And he believed God because he was ready to offer Isaac. Let me ask you, what is your Isaac? What is your Isaac? He said we are the royal priesthood of God and every priest must have a sacrifice to offer. What have you offered to God in these last three months, four months? What have you done? Where is your seed? Where is your sacrifice? Where is your offering as a child of God? So, no, some of us sowed no seed into our churches. We didn't even give one offering to our churches. Pastor Mike, we stopped tithing. We stopped giving offering. Now that the churches are reopened, you will find them in the church. But if everybody has stopped giving, the way you stop giving, there will be no church. There will be no church. If everybody has stopped giving, everybody has stopped offering, everybody has stopped giving an offering online, stopped giving an offering physically, stopped doing anything. Pastor Mike, how many times did you come into this church? And when you came to the altar, you saw an offering. Maybe 2,000 envelope. Maybe 1,000 envelope. And somebody had put the offering there and just written offering and put a stone on it so that the wind will not carry it away. And the person says, God, churches have been closed, but I still bring my offering. Because there are people who say, oh, I couldn't do the online thing. Why didn't you go there to do it physically? Oh, I think I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm talking about the responsibility of the heroes, the children of God, the people that are the sons of God. And because Abel offered that kind of sacrifice, God said righteousness. The Bible said God 
testifying of his gifts. Listen to me. God testifies of our gifts. God testifies of our gifts. When you give an offering, when you give your life, you know this thing we normally pretend and stand at the altar and say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. What is giving your life to Jesus without your money, without your time, without your respect? One gossip, you left the church, you couldn't even sacrifice your respect. I gave my life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus. Even bottle of beer, you couldn't stop it. Said God also testifying. George, what will God say about you? He has something to say about Daniel. He said, Daniel, my most beloved. He has something to say about Abraham. Abraham, my friend. He has something to say about Job. He told the devil, did you see Job? That there is no one like him. Concerning Abel, he said, and God testifying. And, and man of God, Elisha, God didn't testify of Abel's prayer life. The fact that he went to Sunday school. God didn't testify that Abel was a very powerful preacher, Pastor Mike. God testified of Abel's gifts. Gifts! One of the things I'm very excited about is that anytime, ladies and gentlemen, by the grace of God, I'm 60 years old. When I look in Bogatanga, if I look in Fountain Gate Chapel, this church, desert pastures, where I'm standing, I can see the sacrifice between me and mommy. I will not give you the percentages, but boy, the percentages are huge. When I look into, 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 into Fountain Gate International School, I see the percentages. I told my wife yesterday, or is it this morning? I said, Pearl, don't worry about your school at all. Let the school go on. Some of the parents sometimes, out of one or two agitations, if they decide to take their children away, let them take them away. And I told the Pearl, by the grace of God, God will take care of us to take care of your children, even if they are 15 in one classroom. I said, don't stand there and allow people to punch you guys anyhow they want. No, God knows the amount of sacrifice we are putting in. And we will not allow people to pour cow dung on our sacrifice. Because even God himself testifies of the sacrifice. This room here is very quiet and I'm sure your houses are quiet. Sacrifice. God himself testifying of his gifts. Abel put a sacrifice down and God said, Wallahi could do a sacrifice. God spoke Hausa to Angel Michael. Hausa. Wallahi, Michael, Zokadubabu. Michael, come and see something. Michael came. God said, Kay, Michael, Wallahi, do a sacrifice. Do a chauta. Look at the gift somebody has put on, an, on the altar. Have you ever shaken an offering basket before with your sacrifice? Have you ever shaken God's altar with your sacrifice? Have you ever taken a sacrifice? And God said, hey! Abraham did one. God said, yay! But I didn't know it like that. He said, Abraham, now I know. Now I know. Abraham. Now I know. Does it mean that God didn't know? God knew. But God wanted a day Abraham and him will come to the same level. I believe I'm really talking to somebody.
My father passed. He's gone into heaven. He's gone into heaven. I sat down and said, I have to honor the memory of the man. I mobilized my brothers and sisters. I said, let's go to the village and change the way our father's house was when he was on earth. I said, the man is in heaven, but he will see it. Sometimes I tease my wife as if well, I believe Omar has seen it or an old lady has seen it. And I'm sure they are in heaven and they are saying, we knew they would do it. People, sacrifice, gifts, gifts. And when he put down that sacrifice, glory to God, he put down the sacrifice, he put down the gifts. The Bible said, and by it, he being dead, yes, speaker, that means your sacrifice is what will give you the immortality. Your sacrifice is what will give you the immortality. Pastor Mike, one day, brothers, Eastwood will go to heaven, but if this building is still sitting here, this is by it, I would still be speaking. Whenever somebody drives by the building, they say, Brother Eastwood. There is something you are doing for the kingdom of God. Something you are doing for the church. So, oh. You see, me. I am the living witness of the fact that my father ever lived on earth. When I produce church members like Solo and George Surunbe and I sacrifice and preach the way I've been preaching since the lockdown came and people are being affected some in China, some in Italy, some in London some in America, some in Bogatanga some in Navrongo, some in Boku, some in Accra some in Kumasi you are the product of my ministry and one day when I go to heaven by this sacrifice the sacrifice will still be speaking Oh, Mama Rosemont, when they see some of the children of Fountain Gate International School, that your sacrifice will be speaking. Immortality, immortality is based on the works you do. The Bible said, and their works do follow them. Those are some of the children. Their works do follow them. Their works do follow them. Listen to me immortality is not that one day they won't put you in a grave it is not that one day they will not put you in a coffin it is that even when you are dead and gone your works will be speaking yes, pastor mike i can tell you bogatanga can never forget about you it's not possible listen there's a young man called samuel yani bukari he's in accra I can never forget that young man. Anytime I stand in front of this microphone, I remember a young man who in the day, when our microphones and everything was analog, Bukhari and Andrew would sit behind the analog machines and they would try to create my voice. A man of God, they would give me a pitch with analog and I should be able to preach for one week without breaking my voice. Bukhari can never be forgotten. Andrew can never be forgotten. They have immortalized themselves. Oh, when they say that blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be this, for they shall be this. That word blessed, some Bible commentators and all historians believe that the word blessed means to be endued with immortality. That when you are poor in spirit, you are endued with immortality. 
peacemaker and deal with immortality. Blessed are they that mourn and deal with immortality. I announce to somebody here, in Ghana, we used to make a statement, Kwame Nkrumah never dies. Why? His words are immortal. His works are immortal. His works, his words, his works, his words, his works, his words. I speak to you as a child of God. Your works and your word are immortal. The reason I told you I'm coming back here on Thursday at 5 o'clock to preach. And on Sunday, I'm coming back here to preach at, at, at 5 o'clock is because, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, Pastor Mike, I feel this whole thing inside me like an ocean. It's like a river. I can't sleep. 5 p.m., 5.15 p.m., I sent William a message. And I said, change the notes I gave you for today. Because up to one hour, message, na me noa adie is still. And I have a crown of me introduction. And you know what? The work I'm doing, nobody forced me to do it. I like the ministry. I love the preaching. I have told you many times, me, I'm the kind of preacher. I don't mind if I'm just preaching. Stand behind a pulpit and just preach and fall down and I've gone to heaven. And I, I, that is it. Hey, hey, hey. We run away from death more than from sin. But if you want something to run away from, it should not be death, it should be sin. Immortality. Immortality. And when you are walking about and you don't know what death is, you start running away. But you know what, people? You that I'm talking to you, you can never die. Oh, brothers, you are sure. What bong? Anything you dimisa? What bong? And can we bong ya? And can we dimse? Verily, verily, I say unto you, he, he said, he that believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. But what about the other one? I am the resurrection and the life. Whosoever believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. That is immortality. Your relative did not die. And you too, you will not die. You cannot die. You are a spirit and spirits don't die. The wind bloweth where it listeth. You hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell from whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every man that is born of the spirit. That which is born of the spirit, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So you are spirit, you cannot die. You are born of water and you are born of the spirit. So you were born of the water of purification and you were born of the spirit of empowerment. You cannot die. The day they said you were dead or somebody was dead who was a believer, the person didn't die. The person just left this carnal body, this carnal accommodation, this carnal temp temple and the person went on transfer to heaven but on the day of the resurrection the person will return with Jesus pick up his body and it will be a glorified body and go to heaven. It's just like somebody who left his house for the house to be renovated and after leaving the house, they go and break down the house, take the material in the house, change the nature of the material to put up a new house and when they put up the new house, after one month two months they will tell the person come back to your new house you know 